I'll give the unseminary version of things yeah, that sure. Jeff can then clean up because I'll be like, he'd be like, mm, that's close. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't say not but and I'm getting better. I'm trying to get better at that because it's not like self-editing. But or is like yeah. a well, it's divided. It yeah, I mean, it's divided. It's like it could be that and this. also yeah, yeah. right. Except so. if I say something really wrong, be like. Mm. And Lori's wrong. And, and no. <laughs> so the other night, yeah, Maryland hat. I got my Maryland hat. There's a lot going on in that hat. All the things over here. There's like stuff on the inside, too. You know, I realized right? more people stare at me now mm-hmm. with the Maryland hat because they're trying to figure it out. Well, yeah. So because the outline like, of the state, yeah. which is already weird, right? right? right. And, and then, then there's the all the busyness of the, of the flag. But that's how the uniforms are, too. Like, Maryland sports teams' yeah. uniforms it's are real extra. busy like that. Yeah, they're extra. Yeah, but look under the extra. bill. There's like a whole and other... And then there's this. A lot, I think a lot of people see that. Yeah. So there's a lot going on. I can't wear those kind of hats. Really? Yeah. Like a trucker hat in general, I or can't a wear busy trucker hat? Uh, well, yes, yes, and yes. Okay, <laughs> and yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just like we're talking about. Uh, nice. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. My my head's not shaped good for those. I don't have a good uh-huh. hat head, which is a shame because I yeah. like to wear hats. Yeah, kind of covers up the <laughs> yeah. Well, the dome yeah, right? <laughs> situation I got going on over here. <laughs> so. Uh, the, I was going to say, speaking of domes, but I don't know if that told the moon. Go for it. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the moon. I have uh, heard this story. It's a good story. Uh, yeah. So the other night, uh, you know, that's the whole lunar eclipse that's happening. And the kids stay up late. It's, you know, we got there around 1020. And between 1020 and I think 1115 were, I guess, some cool lunar eclipse things happening. So yeah. we're outside and I'm watching it and I'm just sitting there thinking, cool. I mean, it's turning gray. <laughs> Not impressed. Yeah. Like I've seen... <laughs> I've seen the moon where half of it's lit up and the other half isn't, and that's all I'm seeing at the mm. moment. Well, Stephanie, Sayla, and Josiah are like, oh, that's so cool. It's so red. And I'm like, no, it's not. And I'm thinking they're messing with me. Right. You know? And I'm like, no, it's gray. And they're like, no, Dad, it's red. You know, it's called the, the blood moon. Right. Right? Well, I thought meteorologists got it wrong, mm-hmm. and it's a gray moon, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I, we're going back and forth. And so I have to go find People my People are glasses. getting sent to bed early. Yeah, yeah. Stop it. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Don't argue with me. It's gray. Stop joking around. No. Um, so I've had these glasses for, I think, four or five years. And I have to go search them. I'm like, maybe, okay, I'm going to go get my glasses. So I get them out. And all of a sudden, I put the glasses over my eyes. <gasps> That's, it's red. The moon is red. And wow. I guess because... They're like colorblind glasses? I, well, <laughs> I don't understand. I guess because it's it was blurry or not crisp because it's a subtle red. I mean, right. it, still was, right. it still wasn't a bright red. Right, but you, you saw know. it. It doesn't like the cover of the John Hagee book. It didn't look <laughs> yeah, like that. I, I don't know that reference, but... Lord does. Lord does. And so, anyway, that's the long story short. I realized, so then I look at my mm. phone. And I'm like, oh, my phone is in HD. You know, my pictures are in HD. <gasps> like you've been trying to figure out what the big deal is about the new iPhone screen That's since, right. since yeah. you had one. It's been exactly. a slow fade for Joey's vision. He yeah. just didn't yeah. know yeah, how bad it was getting. I didn't getting. realize it. And so then now I'm looking at my like Bible and I'm like, holy yeah. cow, like these words aren't that small. There's, there's really something Welcome that preaches in there. Welcome to the rest of your there. life, Joey. <laughs> Truly. Welcome to the rest of your life. Truly. Yeah. But I do think that's a preaching analogy of some sort. Yeah, we'll figure it out. You know, yeah, there's definitely. clarity. Also realize we've had, in the time we've been on this podcast, which is now coming up on like seven, eight minutes, okay. we've only talked about things that the listener would really need to see to fully appreciate what we're talking about. So thank you for hanging in there with us for for this long. (laughs) And also try to make it a little more 
of a listening experience. <laughs> well, and the sad part is that might be the most pleasant thing we talk about the that whole may time. Be the because most, as, yeah, as the, Brad likes to say, cookies on the top shelf for yeah, this one. Yes, yes. I mean, I wrote down no fewer than about 10 biblical references that I think are important to mm. talk about yeah. as we go through four verses. I've got 14 in just in the book of Matthew. Ooh. I know. I mean, I feel like people should have their Bibles out for this yeah. one and lots it's of thinking. Ca- it's called a word study, though. I don't, don't be too impressed. That yeah. The word just shows up 14, 15 <laughs> times. That's all. That's good. Um, well, yeah, speaking of which, so I guess uh, we would encourage you to go ahead and bring your Bibles out unless you're driving. Don't do that. Um, but uh, we are in the Sermon on the Mount, and this is our, I think, third episode about the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, it's Matthew chapter 5 through 7, and right now we're in the middle of 5. Um, we would encourage you to go back and listen to the Beatitudes because we, we said that, that episode was basically just sets the tone for the mm-hmm. rest of uh, the sermon. And uh, Jesus really is ushering a message about um, a kingdom-minded people, mm-hmm. uh, people who have a posture of uh, what is at hand with him coming into this world and eventually leaving um, this world. And so um, then we had Salt and Light last week, Mm -hmm. which we talked about. And I thought that was kind of an unconventional episode about Salt and Light. You know, I think we've done, we had Gary on um, a couple months ago and we were talking about um, interacting with seven different personalities Mm -hmm. and engaging them with the gospel. Mm -hmm. Um, That was probably a prototypical Salt and Light episode Mm -hmm. when you think about sharing your faith. And and last week was definitely a Bible study (laughs) of of what what it means to be Salt and Light, which I thought was interesting. And so this week is... um, Christ, the, the heading in, in a lot of your scriptures, in your NASB, does it say Christ came to fulfill the law? What's, what's it say? Disciples in the world. Oh, interesting. Wait. Uh, interesting, yeah. Huh. Yeah, so so one point I'd like to make. Okay. Headings are not inspired. No, totally. <laughs> no, but, no, yeah. But my yeah. point is like you reading from the NASB right. and me reading from the ESV, which says Christ came to fulfill the yeah. law. We have different starting points. That's right. Depending on the amount of weight we place on the, on heading. the headings. Yeah, for sure. Right. Those That's headings true. can be very helpful, but they're yeah. a commentary based on whoever yeah. made the translation, yeah. what they feel this next That's section actually, yeah, teaches really you. Good. Right. Yeah. And my next mm-hmm. section after this, which is what we're going to maybe get into today, maybe next week, who sure. knows, is I completely disagree with that heading. Which, oh, is, what? Uh-huh. which is what? Personal relationships. Fascinating. Okay. I think that's to- it is not at is it, all what the, what 21 so through 35 talks about. Is it time to retire your NASB? No. <laughs> I love my NASB, but okay. I am happy to start studying in the ESV as soon as you get me a new Bible. All right, we'll do that. That'd okay. be a nice little gift. There's free ones <laughs> on the, keep talking on, about. on the back of the seat. Hey, don't get one with tiny print. I can't see anymore. <laughs> you can borrow Joey's glasses. 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 Yeah. <laughs> um, they're so, amazing. They, so I colors, think, everything come, are clear. The world. <laughs> the world is clear. The moon, particularly. <laughs> um, so let's talk about this. So the first, you know, verses 17... Uh, through 20, um, Jesus says this, do not think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets. I've come not to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly, I say to you until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until it is all accomplished. Therefore, in verse 19, whoever relaxes on one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called at least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. That's cookies on the top shelf. Mm -hmm. What do we do with that? Um, Well, I think we have to talk about the purpose of the law. I think we got to go way back 
you know, to Exodus 19 and then 20 where the Ten Commandments yeah. start and talk about the purpose of the law, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Don't you think to, to do that or no? Yeah, it's good. I mean, I, that's what I have some statements. We can start that. wherever. If we want to talk about the law, yes. Yeah. Okay, what do you uh, want to talk about? Because I want to talk about the law, but we can do it in no, any that's good. order. Well, because I think that in, in studying this, I feel like 17 and 18 is the introduction. 19 is a transition into where he's going. Yeah, I agree with that. So, for the rest of chapter five. Uh-huh. For this, uh, yeah. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, even in, on in the chapter six a little bit, but, uh, because of my ESV-ness, um, <laughs> I don't know what like New King James, I'm trying to think yeah. of the other versions of studied uh, New Living. I don't know how they set this up, but when you s- see Christ can fulfill the law, you tend to read this with, do not think I have come to abolish the law, but I've come to, uh, to fulfill it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what my eyes see. But if you read it, it says the law or the prophets. Mm-hmm. So law and the prophets would have been the Old Testament in yeah. Jesus' time, the mm-hmm. Tanakh, the, the law, the the prophets, and the writings, right? Mm-hmm. So TNK, if you want to look that up. Um, but I think what he's saying at the beginning is I've come to fulfill mm-hmm. all that's been written about the one who's coming to fulfill all this. Mm-hmm. I'm him. Yeah, right. Now, that being said, all is not fulfilled yet. Right. Yeah. The law is still in effect. Yeah. The ceremonial, the, uh, what are the three categories? Cer- the civil, ceremonial, ceremonial yeah, moral. Exactly. Yeah. And then he goes on to unpack, not the ceremonial so much, but he goes on to unpack kind of the moral law and the judicial law in the next yeah. section. Yeah. So, but I think that's a transition, but I think because we've been so um, accustomed to just talking about the law in this section that we forget that, no, this is a fulfillment thing. And one of the key themes in Matthew is fulfillment. That's what I said. There's oh, like yeah, 15 oh, really? times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, just a few quick ones, 122 to 23, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord has spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. That mm-hmm. one, you know, it's in chapter two, three different times. It's in chapter four. Here we are in chapter five, chapter eight, chapter 12, chapter 13, uh, two times chapter 13, chapter 21, 26. I mean, it's just all through Matthew, like everything mm-hmm. about Jesus that Matthew is putting forward is a fulfillment of the Old Testament law and, and prophecy. Right. Yeah. And so I think that's a big part of this because he's, again, he's given them the kingdom ethic yeah. because the kingdom is here. Yeah. How do we know it's here? Because the one who's going to usher in the kingdom is here. Yeah. Who is that guy? The guy that fulfilled all the law and prophets. I think now let's move on to talk about the law. <laughs> yeah. Sure. No, yeah. that's good because yeah. I think I, it's interesting you said, and the prophets, to catch that. Because what he goes on from from here, there are many, like you said, things about him fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. But here in this, he goes and spe- specifically speaks about very various points of the law, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. But we fulfill the law as kingdom citizens, yeah. not to earn God's favor. Right. And that's the shift that yeah. they, they're thinking has to undergo. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. I think... Um, this isn't where I thought I would read these verses, but I think it goes here. Jeremiah 31, 31 through 34, extremely mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. right here mm-hmm. because we're about to see that shift. The yes. shift that you yes. were talking about um, and the law and the prophets starts there where, where God is saying this, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel mm-hmm. and with the house of Judah, not like the covenant which I made with their fathers in the day mm-hmm. I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant which they broke, although I was a husband to them, declares the Lord, but 
This is the covenant which I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. And here it is. I will put my law within them. Mm-hmm. On their heart, I will write it and I will be their God and they will be my people. So God is saying mm-hmm. there's going to be a time when this new law comes and it's going to be inward. It's yeah. not going to be outward. That's what you were saying, Jeff. It's yeah. going to be an internal fulfillment mm-hmm. of the law, not an external adherence to rules. Yeah. And and I, I think they should have, the people listening should have heard that as messianic language mm-hmm. right. when he yeah. was when he was shifting yeah. the goal of the law here. Yeah. yeah. Don't you kind of wonder... <clears throat> You know, I wish I had a running commentary of what the various people in the audience were thinking. Yeah, oh, for sure. sure. Well, <laughs> thought bubbles. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's probably lots of responses uh, mm-hmm. to this. I, I think to like to Jeff's permission to, for us to now talk about the law. Um, <laughs> you know, he mentioned earlier the civil, ceremonial, and moral. You know, the civil uh, law was rules for civil order in Israel. You can imagine as they're traveling. And uh, there's lots of chaos, mm-hmm. uh, and they're you know uh, yeah. at Sinai. Yeah. Um, it was probably a good time to create some civil mm-hmm. civil order. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and, and real quick, if somebody yeah. goes and does a word study for yeah. these three, you're yeah. not going to find these no, three categories. Theology. These yeah. are a hermeneutical tool right. to help right. make sense of this. Yeah, right. for sure. Yeah. So examples of civil so, so, is you know murder, theft. Um, idolatry and um, inheritance laws, health laws, really fascinating uh, list of civil civil laws in the Old Testament about that. Ceremonial, mm-hmm. uh, these were rituals for approaching God, emphasize the seriousness of sin, the necessity of an atonement. And so this is where we get a lot of our animal sacrifices, day of atonement, cleanliness laws, um, dietary laws, and so on. Last one is moral. Uh, describes the character of God and then provide an absolute morality for humanity. Uh-huh. Um, you know, ex- examples of that is love God, love people. The Ten Commandments apply to these two mm-hmm. commandments as well. But so much of the point of the law, and this is where I think almost all of what Jesus goes on to say is examples of how the law really should function yeah. in the life of a kingdom citizen yeah, right. is the preserving of a relationship, whether it's with one another or with God. So yeah. like you just said, love the Lord your God, love your neighbor. Yeah. But it's it's a it's a proactive preservation yeah. is kind of what he goes on to talk about. One of the verses I thought of as Lori was talking is Galatians 3, 24, mm-hmm. that the law was our guardian until Christ came. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that that was the purpose of the law was to like protect us That's right. until we had the indwelling spirit mm-hmm. that only comes after the Messiah kind of thing, right? Uh, but now that faith has come, we are no longer under that guardian. Yeah. And so, but I mean, this is, I mean, we're, we're all looking back at this. Yeah. They're still looking forward at this, sure. and they're in the middle of just hearing about it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. Yeah, the thought bubbles like, would be so. Yeah, awesome. I mean, like, what, <laughs> yeah. what in the world is this dude talking yeah. about? I mean, thanks for making my my leg work. Yeah. But what are you talking about, yeah. dude? Yeah. Well, and the it's other part, gotta be what they're thinking. Yeah. The other part of this is that people who had the authority to teach the law back then were few and far between. They had been carefully selected. They had trained under the right people and there just weren't that many of them. So here's this guy who's the son of a carpenter coming up and speaking with the full authority of someone who has been trained in the law and teaching. And they're like, what the heck dude? Like what, first of all, who are you? And second of all, who are you to be saying these things? And so there had to have been a ton of you know, again, ton, ton of thought bubbles. Maybe a lot the, of murmuring. Maybe the yeah. Bible Project guys could yeah, do I'm do sure what, like a cool cartoon video of <laughs> Jesus fun, yeah. teaching the Sermon exist. on the Mount yeah, and the thought probably. bubbles coming up in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, that's good. What, what does it mean, though? Like, I mean, you mentioned how Jesus was saying he came to fulfill the law and prophets, mm-hmm. but what does it practically mean that he came to fulfill the law? What actually happened and took place? Well, the, I think you have to get back to what's the purpose of the law, not just as our guardian, mm-hmm. but it was to point to our need, mm-hmm. right? So he fulfills the thing that it pointed to, which yeah. is the only thing that could satisfy that need. I don't, 
I don't think you're going to cre- uh, create a diagram of a one-to-one correlation of Jesus fulfilling all 10. Sure. Other than, okay, he didn't murder anybody. Okay, right. check. You know, <laughs> yeah. other than something really right. kind of wooden like that. Right. But it's more the idea of the purpose of the law was to preserve that relationship, to draw us to the Father because of our need for him. Right. And Jesus fulfills the only thing that can meet that need, right, which mm-hmm. is a mediator. Yeah. So I think that's what he's saying, though, because it, the law pointed to the need for that. The yeah. prophets pointed to the person that will fulfill that need. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. And <laughs> yes, she dealing with tricks. I was going to say she dealing with tricks. I do agree with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And <laughs> I think, um, like when I sat I, down, yeah, I don't think I just did the sum total of all Scripture teaches about what we're you talking didn't. about. I don't think. You that. don't think that? as much as my face might tell you. That's what I think. That's not or your tone. Or my yeah. tone. <laughs> When I sat down and just made a, a list, kind of a, a 30,000 you know, foot high list of what I felt like the purpose of the law was, it, it was what you were talking about, Jeff, to mm. point to our sinfulness. You know, there's another place where it says the law was our tutor. Yeah. It's to, talk, to teach us to our sinfulness. Um, I also think it was to set the Jews apart mm. from the other nations yeah. mm. um, to show that, that life as God's people looks a little bit different. Definitely, you know, Romans 7, 7 to show that we need a savior. But there also was a big component of an atonement for sins. Mm-hmm. The purpose of the law, that ceremonial law that you were talking about, Joey, was yeah. a huge sort of atonement mm-hmm. kind of thing. And when I think about it, I think about the fulfilling of the law and the prophets, yes, but also just the fulfilling of that once and for all sacrifice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah. that Jesus was going to fulfill the law, not abolish it, in that he was going to bring it to its fullness. The mm-hmm. the the he was going to make the law the most full it could possibly mm-hmm. be. Yeah, yeah, because in, in the that end, one sacrifice. Yeah, because the end of the day, apart from relationship with with Jesus, these are the things, mm-hmm. uh, the, the sinful state of man, which yeah. exhibits itself in these things he's yeah. going to talk about is what keeps us from having a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the atonement piece in the old Testament was, again, it's like a, a, a Jew could not go to temple, a Jew could not worship, a Jew mm-hmm. could not be a part of the community if that sin separated, you know what I mean? It's right. like that whole thing. So yeah, no, it's good. We've, we've talked sort of uh, thinking about this retroactively about what they were thinking about the old Testament. You know, what about practically for us now? So we have this law, Jesus came to fulfill this law. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we talked about what the law represented. What about now? You know, how does the believer interact with the law? Now those 10 commandments. Um, well, I think I- I think that's a great question, first of all. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I want to try to compliment everyone today. Um, I think I think of Romans 8, 2, that says the law, the spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, and, and that's kind of what is starting to happen here mm. is... The, the old covenant was kind of representative of the law of sin and death. Right. And, and Jesus is saying, I'm, I'm coming to, I'm coming to set you free from that. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, that's my mind went to that. Oh, I wasn't good. prepared for that question, that's but that's okay. where my mind went. Yeah. <laughs> I have some things. Okay, good. You know, I always hey, ask Joey, a question. Hey, Joey, what do you think about <laughs> no, it? No, let's see if Jeff, what he has, because I want to add an and. To <laughs> I want to hear what you say and then add my and. <laughs> right. He wants the last word. Jeff, he wants the my turn to and. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's my new favorite. It's my, it's it's my, my turn, turn to end. end. That's how we respectfully What was one from a few seasons ago? I just hummed myself. Remember yeah, that one? Yeah. yeah. We have about 17. Yeah. That's my turn to end. Um, 
I want one that's one of the, the only review we have on our podcast. I want that on a T-shirt. All I hear is people talking over each other. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want. On that a person has an open invitation. <laughs> yeah, to come. That's right. To the round table right. and try to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. Because the um, real reason we interrupt each other is because we're afraid we're going to forget what we were going to say if we continue to listen. To or, or I'm afraid that Joey's going to move to the next point on the outline yes. before I get a chance to yes. say the thing. That's really more He's my motivation. He's going to jump right in another bucket. That's true. Yeah. Right in a, <laughs> and I just have a really loud laugh. And I laugh at everything you guys say, so okay. try to make y'all feel so, good. So, hey, Joey, why, hey, do we talking about why do you think this is important today? Yeah. Oh, there it is. Um, well, I, that wasn't the question I totally no. asked. It was about the... Okay, ask yourself, ask, ask the question and answer it yourself. It was about the Because I was going to answer it. I was like, wait, Laura, you didn't set me up well on that. Sorry. Accomplishment I'm not good at your job. I'm That's not good at your job. <laughs> the fulfillment, well, accomplishment? Well, what, I don't what know. Wait, about? Let me just say what I want to say and then... That's the thing I had open over here. Um, well, first of all, so we're no longer under the law to earn God's acceptance. Um, Galatians 2, 16 and 21, you can go read there. But no one's justified by the law. Mm-hmm. The law only increases sin. And one of the examples is like when the law was given in the garden, you know, sin abounded. Um, and, and you know, um, we are just by faith in Jesus. Um, but the law is good when used correctly. And, and I get this from 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 5 through 11. Um, and I'm not there and prepared oh, yet. What is it again? 1 First Timothy? Timothy 5. Uh-huh. Oh, excuse me, 1 Timothy 1, 5 through 11. And whoever's there first it. can yep. read a little bit of that. But the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. For some men straying from these things have turned aside to fruitless discussions, wanting to be teachers of the law, even though they do not understand either what they are saying or the matters about which they make confident assertions. But we know that the law is good if one uses it lawfully, realizing the fact that law is not made for a righteous man, but for those who are lawless and rebellious, for the ungodly and the sinners, for the unholy and the profane. Is that enough? Yeah, it's probably good. That main, I think it's verses, you know, eight and nine, understand this, that the law is not laid down for the just, but for the lawless and mm-hmm. disobedient. You know, it's mm-hmm. uh, Paul wants Timothy to, to have love from a pure heart, good conscience, you know, knowing that we're, um, we're loved and forgiven um, by faith in Jesus. And, uh, and now this law is to show people a need for, mm-hmm. and we've kind of established that already, yeah. but I think that's a, that's a big thing for us uh, yeah. to understand. And I think that's where in verse 19, we see that transition because it almost points directly to what Paul just wrote to Timothy. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of yeah. these commandments mm-hmm. uh, and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of yeah. heaven. Yeah. You know, exactly. I mean, what a great connection right there. Yeah. First Corinthians five, mm-hmm. the whole thing out there. It's like the, the church was relaxing they were. God's yeah. holiness code, basically, yep. uh, even though they're not under the holiness code, it still applies. So they're, yeah. they're, they're not under it in a, I don't say, like a legal or national sense. Mm-hmm. They're under it in a spiritual sense yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the Pharisees were definitely doing that at this time. I mean, there was, you can do a lot of research about this particular time. There was a lot of, of what the, the smart people text mm-hmm. talks about his pharisaical reductionism yeah. where they really were lowering the bar so that mm. they could check the boxes yeah. and yeah. and Jesus is coming through and kind of stinging their ears a little mm-hmm. bit yeah. Yeah. by saying yeah, you know don't have this strict you know 
obedient call to obedience and then give permission to be a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's mm. kind of what happens when you're yeah. really when you say someone is being pharisaical, very law-based, mm-hmm. you know, there's no grace and a yeah. whole lot of what they're saying know. is true, but it has no context yeah. of love or grace in that's it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. good. No posture. Yeah. And I ended up spending a lot of time in Hebrews. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, for you sure. You know, just cuz it it, it, they they it's, go to it's the, it's the book of fulfillment exactly I mean, literally yeah. and so yeah. that word the fulfillment from Matthew mm-hmm. and the fulfillment in Hebrews yeah. those two went really nicely together and when you were talking yeah. about what you just talked about um, it was really interesting in Hebrews seven the the author whoever he may be um, <laughs> points out that that the law is actually weak and useless to save it doesn't perfect mm, anything yeah mm. right That's right good. and so when Jesus comes to fulfill the law yeah. he's he's making it where we can come to him and be perfected. Mm-hmm. He's fulfilling the purpose of he it. Is. Yeah. Yeah. He is. He is. I think it's really important for us to realize that Christ fulfills the law of righteousness, and then we, this is the way God looks at us. I don't know if I've done this in the podcast, but I've, I was talking to somebody recently, it might have been on here, but sometimes in the morning when I'm driving in and I'm confessing my sin, I can dwell so much. And, and there is a, a piece of repentance that's really important, you know, um, but I am so like, Grovel, you know, I'm groveling, right? Mm-hmm. And I think there's a good thing to have a repentant heart, but then also realize, man, the Lord already sees me as clean mm-hmm. and just as He sees His Son. Mm-hmm. And now, because of grace, I can think redemptively about mm-hmm. my day, about how I can go love others and go mm-hmm. love Him and honor Him. You know, I just think I'm using a lot of hand motions. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want you to ever pick me up on the way to work. This is what I'm thinking right now. Oh, yeah. It sounds like a long, miserable yeah. ride. No, I mean, no, no, that's true. Yeah. I get yeah. that because <laughs> what you're talking about, Joey, is that Ephesians in Christ, in him. Yeah. Now you are in him. You are not in the law. That's right. So the confession mm-hmm. of your sins yeah. Yeah. in him mm-hmm. instead of in the law of only. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the law is in us. The law is in us. It's written on fulfilled. our hearts like you said earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, that's good. Cool. Interesting. We're not in the law. The law is in us. Ooh. Mm. There's another that. t-shirt. We, we, we also <laughs> just established that this episode maybe not is, uh, this uh, series is not somewhere on the Mount, but um, just uh, hashing through Joey's Catholic guilt. Yeah, I did. I actually thought yeah. about that quite yeah. a bit. As did you? I, I did think about your Catholic guilt, okay. Joey. As we were, as I was going to the next section, which I don't think we're ready to do yet. But well, maybe we'll see. I was wondering if, if now that you have studied it in not that capacity, were you looking at it thinking, I don't see imperatives now. I see teaching moments. Are we yeah. redeeming the Sermon on the Mount for you, Joey? Yeah, redeeming so far, the Sermon on the Mount. Is there at least an so and? Far. That I feel really guilty and I've also seen. No, I, I think you're right. <laughs> I, I think you're right. I think particularly this section too. Like, and then, but just by the way, you know, early on in my walk with the Lord, you know, this whole law conversation was really mm-hmm. huge. Like I have, I have a chart in front of me right now, for example, that says it's a, um, it's a, the mind frame of being under the law. And there's some sayings about that mind frame or that posture. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, it's a mind frame or a posture of living under grace. So let mm-hmm. me just give you a few examples. And I think okay. it kind of volleys back to what you just said uh, about my guilt. Um, <laughs> so it says, you know, under the law, that mind frame, I must obey the law, law as obligation, where under grace, it says the law describes God and how I can love. So the other one says, I am saved and I can keep the law. That's under law. But under grace, I am saved and only Christ in me can keep the law. Yep. Uh, willpower is the key to spiritual growth. That's under the law, right? Well, under grace, reliance on the spirit is the key 
to growth. No quick fixes or dramatic experiences expected. And then I'll just maybe give one more because there's a bunch of them here. But spiritual disciplines get me more of God's blessings. Under grace, it says spiritual disciplines grow me deeper into God's grace. Um, so it's just a mindset posture thing. So I think that's what mm. definitely is helping and reminding me of yeah. as we as we go through But I think this. it's interesting, like verses 19 and 20 yeah. are really setting the listener up to hear you can't do this. Yeah. Like, yeah. so 19 talks about anyone who reduces the law, mm-hmm. you know, is, is the least of these, yeah. which again, slaps the Pharisees yeah. upside the head mm-hmm. a little bit, but whoever keeps them perfectly will be called the greatest of the kingdom of heaven. Well, no one keeps them perfectly mm-hmm. except Jesus. Who's mm-hmm. the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus. Yeah, right. And then the next one says, unless you are more righteous than that, you I can't know. get in. Yeah. So yeah. if you're reading it from yes. the the perspective of, oh religion. my gosh, I'll never be good enough. Yeah. Of religion, yeah. that's right. Mm-hmm. I will never mm-hmm. be good enough. And yeah. that's what Jesus is saying. Right. You yeah. are you yeah. will never be good yeah. enough this was unless why you're in me. I just want to kind of add a commentary, sort of a sidebar real quick. Um, maybe a little commercial slash break from the conversation. I think that's why I value our discussions uh, and sitting down with you two and hashing these things out around the round table and why we hope it's helpful for people, for people who listen to the podcast as you share it with friends is because you have to, that was another plug. That was about good. Sharing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we have to, we have to think through things that we see in the scripture and not take an isolated verse mm-hmm. and then slap it on social media and then <laughs> and then say everything that's wrong with religion or you know whatever because it there's there's context and then there's threads of thought called theology mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is studied uh in these words you know mm-hmm. and it's just so important um, and I just, you know, I, I, we encourage all of you as you kind of go through this. And I hope as I've kind of shared, you know, <laughs> we joke around about my Catholic. I love my Catholic brothers yeah. and sisters and family. And, you I'm know, sure there's at least one person yeah. that hears this is kind of going, oh, yeah, that's totally, yeah, that's totally sure. me, you know, yeah. for sure. And we just encourage you to keep digging and keep asking questions um, of the text. It's, yeah. and, it, and it's not just a Catholic upbringing. That's I right. mean, no. yeah. most no. religion, most yeah. denominations, that's right. yeah. there's, mm-hmm. there's a, a place where you could get pretty guilt yeah. ridden. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, for sure. Well, it just, and it shows the things that influence us in how we read scripture. Like mm-hmm. the idea of coming to scripture with no bias, no preconceived, like you're, right. you can't do it's that. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. You just can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can try, but no one is completely unfiltered. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so there's this, I don't know, there's just, there's a, there's a lot of freedom to keep learning. I mean, mm. I think to, to your point, I learn something every week when, yeah. Yeah. when we do this. Right. Me too. I usually learn something when I listen back to it that I didn't even <laughs> uh-huh. hear us say, <laughs> For sure. you know, in real time. For sure. And I'm, you know, like, like you, like you, I'm in this thing all the time in the Word, all the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm still, every day, there's something like I've never seen that uh-huh. before. And uh, yeah, it could be a, a broad topic like we're dealing with with, with you, or it could yeah. be something simple like, I never really noticed that the prophets is right there in that mm-hmm. sentence right there. That's with right. Them. That's you know, right. So always something new to uncover. Yeah. It's I don't think we're going to get to that next little section. Well, we I'll just to, say we? this as an example, <laughs> you know, as an example, he brings up the whole next section. Yeah. He starts that with, you have heard it said. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does that for the topic of, of anger. He does it for the topic mm-hmm. of lust. And then he, you know, goes on to other different topics that we're going to kind of talk through. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting. You know, we'll just kind of tease it for the next, uh, for the next episode. And we'll maybe bucket all of these things that he's talking about on the heels of 17 through 20. But, you know, you have heard it said they did not have the luxury 
of having the printed text in front of them yeah. to read it for themselves, other than the, the scribes and the There Pharisees, was probably a scroll right? in the right. local temple. Yeah. And so that's why, you know, you have heard it said, you have, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the Jewish tradition had lots of storytelling and lots of reciting of, of these stories. And so, um, and particularly when it comes to the law, and then it gets into basically thou shalt not murder. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he kind of flips it on its head a little bit. It's not just about the physical act of murder or verse 27 into 20, uh, down to 30 or the physical act of committing adultery, mm-hmm. but even what goes on in your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, let's just, I know, let's give the point of the spear for what is he doing here? Why is it not just the physical act, but why now does he bring in the condition of the heart? I think he's <clears throat> just unpacking verse 20 um, because any religious leader, any Pharisee, anybody who thinks they've kind of got it down is going, I keep all these. Right. And yeah, you are. You're keeping the, you have heard it said peace. Yeah. But I'm saying to you, and I, yeah. I think he's just going, I think he's just ripping that Band-Aid off really slowly. Yeah. Really slowly. I think he's just ripping it off. I think he's unpacking it really slowly. Master teacher style. Yeah. Mm. Where he's what like, method would that be? <laughs> well, I mean, he's just, it's very structured okay. and he's giving you five different versions of saying the same oh, thing. Gotcha. So a really good teacher mm. can do that mm. where they can, here's their big main point, which you're right, which is mm. verse 20. It's, it's Jesus raising the bar. Mm on the law (laughs) to to continue to point us to the fact that we need a savior. Um, And he's going to do it in five different ways, right? Like that's what you need a good teacher to do is Mm -hmm. to say, okay, wait, but I don't get it. Well, let me explain it this way. Mm -hmm. Oh, that doesn't apply to me yet. I don't get it. Well, let me explain it this way. And so, yes, he is going to give us some practical sort of, as Joey would say, imperatives for how to deal with earthly relationships, but they are all in the context of teaching, but that's not what makes you righteous. That's right. It, it's hmm. the, the point of the spear, so to speak, yeah. is that what we're going to go through in the next week is this is this is what kingdom living looks like, mm-hmm. and it's it's even more impossible than you think if you don't rely on Jesus. Yeah. And I think when we get into some of these topics, we're going to give it a go in terms of talking about some sure. of these topics and and but but really right. we're going to continue to point you back to a posture of being a child of God the beatitudes you know being kingdom minded um, and having that posture and so we don't want you to parse every word that we say about you know what we think the scripture says about the do's and don'ts or or the list of things that he's going to illustrate his point with uh, we hope that you um, walk away uh, and just encourage that it is a matter and condition of your heart yep. and uh, that's what we're that's what we're after so yeah we didn't get to it but that's okay we teased it so join us next week as we unpack the rest of chapter 5